Hello, everybody, and welcome to the unofficial Elder Scrolls podcast. I am your host, as always, Pylon, and we are gathered tonight to talk about some fantastic Elder Scrolls news. And as always, I have some fine guests with me tonight. So below me, I have Lost in Hyrule, if he wants to say hi. Hi, everyone. How's it going tonight? It's going well. Good. And we have in the top right corner there, we have Alara. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. Good, good, good. And last but not least, we have AKB controlling all of our visual content for the night. How's it going, buddy? It is going absolutely, completely, without any question to the matter, in every single way you can imagine. <laughs> well. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad. Um, Baratron's not with us tonight because she's feeling a bit under the weather. And Kids is not with us tonight because he usually fills in when Baratron can't be here so that we have at least one British person on the show. But he has to get back to work. Uh, so we're hoping that everything works out well for him and that he can stay safe because it's still kind of crazy out there. So best wishes out to Kids and everybody as we get started. But why don't we go over and talk about the news for a bit? So we've got a little bit of news to get us held over for the week in Elder Scrolls news. But before we get started, we just have a little bit of UESP housekeeping to take care of. So I'll let uh, AKB introduce or reintroduce, because I guess we've already talked about it twice now, the contest that we're running. Hey, we're running a contest for a pig, uh, specifically the pigs that were being given away at live events and you can't get an ESO any other way now. Uh, we have on the last code still available. And that we know of. There's probably a warehouse filled with them somewhere, but we don't know about it. We don't uh, to qualify for the contest, you just have to write a quest page for the new Greymark quest on the unofficial Elder Scrolls Pages wiki. If are we doing it as... Sorry, just as an interruption there. Are we doing it as a raffle for anybody who creates a page or whoever does the most? Whoever does the best. Best. As judged by the person who has the code, uh, the administrator, Yancy. Yancy. Or Jeansy, if you don't know who Yancy is. I don't know who Jeansy is. Exactly. So if you don't know who one is, you'll know who the other one is. Anyways, that's exciting. And how long is the quest going on for? It's a quest. It's a quest. quest. It's a, a contest. Until DS is over. Yeah. I think okay. we should call it a quest anyways. Like all of our contests are now quests with multiple steps. And then people are going to have to uh, do fetch quests within them. So they'll have to bring us different objects, like 20 different like crow's beaks or something like that. The Consider this the war effort for Encourage. I could get you those yeah. in like, give me a few, give me a few hours. I'll get those to you. Whew. It's the quest document quests. It's a quest for quests. The quest quest. Casey like quest. It's a PvP quest. Only one person can be the one who wins this quest. Quest for the epic Bristlegut Piglet. It is. So that's exciting. So make sure if you have a chance, go and make an account on UESP. Because you can do it anonymously, but you can't win if you do it anonymously. So make sure you make an account on UESP.net and go in and start doing some quest walkthroughs. I think it'll be fun and as we talked about last week that pet has very special meaning to me so whoever wins it will be very special in my heart 
Um, hey, other TV, note, are you playing on the what? live uh, live server? Because you can bring it out then if that's the case. Oh yeah, I Jump can off. in fact do that as long as he actually gave it to me. Uncommon beds. Bristol gut. Bristol gut. Bristol gut. There it is. There it is. Where is it? Oh, so cute. It is it's abnormally just, large. It's a very big pet. Like all the pets since I think have been smaller. But anyways, yeah. there's the pet you can win if you're watching live. And if you're not watching live, reminder that you can always join us at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. Other notes for UASP stuff. We're doing some uh, fixes for the audio on the podcast. We've gotten a little bit of feedback that there's been audio issues and I've gone back and checked and there has been audio issues. And as what is we can, as far as we can tell, it's because Skype hates us now. And it's just been dropping quality over and over throughout the different episodes. So anything that I record has been coming out fine, but anything any of the Skype guests have been recording has been having issues. So we're just going to switch up things, how I'm recording it, how we're editing it. But what that does mean is for all of our audio only listeners is it might be a delay in how quickly I get the content uploaded just because I have a lot more work to do in order to make it nice and clean and pleasant for your ears. So... It might be up on Tuesdays instead of Monday at midnight now. So we'll see how it goes. Tonight will be my first trial run with the full full set of new things. But other than that, it should hopefully improve the audio content. Content. Audio content. It won't fix my mispronunciations of everything, but it should be a clear mispronunciation. So that'll be fun. Awesome. And Alara, do you want to get us started on what some of that ESO news is? Okay. So uh, patch 5.3.9 dropped today for PC and Mac, just had some small fixes. And the PTS had a patch as well, which had many fixes for the antiquity system. It renamed Vampiric Wolves to Death Hounds to make it consistent with Dawn Guard. And That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's always good to keep things consistent. And there are some more changes to vampire passives. They had yeah, so yeah, they're just balance changes at this point for the vampire passives, I think. Mm -hmm. So there'll probably be a bunch of those going on in the PTS, and we'll talk about them after they go live when they stop changing every week. Yeah. So there's a Meet the Character article about Princess Savannah, I think you pronounce the name. Savannah. Um, she's the daughter of... Uh, uh, what's his name now? <laughs> the, King Fargram, right? Yeah, King Fargram. Couldn't remember the name. And um, she's like, it's a strange daughter. And so this article is basically a letter of someone writing to King Yorin about uh, meeting her like in a tavern. So, yeah, Baratron wanted to let everybody know that she sounds badass. So it'll be exciting to see her in the game a little bit more. I know when I was playing, she shows up pretty early when you're questing through everything. So it's kind of cool. And um, then AKB, as our social media expert, and knows what's going on there. What's going on with this vampire week that ESO's Twitter account seems to be running? <laughs> uh, the Elder Scrolls Online Twitter account decided to host a vampire week because, uh, well, we don't have confirmed reports at this time. There might be something to do with vampires coming up in ESO. We're not entirely sure. We'll have to get back to you mean it might be a that. dark and gothic uh, expansion or chapter? What was might be a little dark and garth gothic. Was that the it one that they kept on uh, saying over and over and over again? Yes. Yeah. So it's so they're of course focusing on vampires as the dark and gothic 
characters that they are. They're having a little contest uh, with a uh, tiering system to determine who is the most popular vampire of all the vampires in Elder Scrolls. The only problem here is that they've they made some weird choices with who is the bracket. The bracket's interesting. It's like March Madness going on here right now. Like, there's not. I don't think there's going to be any upsets though. Uh, here. Yes, it's. I don't understand why we have some of the people in here that we do. Uh, they decided to include the uh, Marwind uh, vampires, which. If you can name any of them off the top of your head, uh, good job. I can Well, let not... me do that for you right now. So I know them because of their cards the and notes. legends. I know them because of the show notes. <laughs> and they are Juan Ain Onde, Raxel Byrne, and Volrina Quara. I do remember the last names because of the clan names that you had to go through in Morrowind to... Because there was the three different clans that you had to talk to, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you any of the individual vampires within that. But I knew the Volrina Quara because uh, in ESO she was originally a Dunmer, and people are like, "Hey, but it says she's Imperial in previous lore books." So yes. uh, I believe the way they said it was she just realizing that history will remember her as an Imperial. She decided to change himself to an Imperial. But beyond that, <laughs> we have Fenorian uh, who is. Part of the Greymore story, Vicente Valtari uh, from the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion. We have Harkon and Serana from the Dawnguard questline. Yep. And we, of course, have just the worst character of all time, Verendis Ravenwatch. So you dislike the Ravenwatch worst? more than you dislike Zumog Foom? It might. I, I feel like I'm definitely wow. dislike him more at this point. Guys, that should this should be the news point so why? on its own. Yeah, why do you hate Ravenwatch so much? I would He hates everything that happens in the you do uh, hate Daggerfall DC. Covenant story. No, yeah. I, as I went out of my way to say, I even liked another character in the Ravenwatch family, uh Duce uh Darrow. She was a fun character all around. Uh Brandis just didn't do anything. He was also just incredibly dumb and incompetent throughout the entire quest line. <laughs> uh, spoilers for the worst zone in ESO by far. Uh, Brandis Ravenwatch was at fault for everything that happened. <laughs> like, literally, it was all his fault. He turned people into will... vampires at the wrong time. He murdered people. He sold his soul to Moloch Ball twice. I will concede that he's kind of boring and generic, but I wouldn't consider him the worst. Like, but we'll move on from that. Uh, but we don't want to. We don't want to dwell too long on AKB's hatred of Ravenwatch. But I just feel like we have some cool vampires that we could have included. We we have Count Janice Asseldur or Babbitt or a Deuce Darrow, as I mentioned, or Valerica, or. Morvith uh, Pecane or Archcurate Vyther or and I was kind of shocked she wasn't in this one LeMay Ball the original vampire is she technically vampire. a vampire itself yes. or is she just like the mother of vampires she is a vampire she was the first vampire she was the first vampire according to that one mythology at least yeah yeah okay because I wasn't sure if they were like if it was considered like 
So if we go back to like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vampires, the master wasn't really a vampire like all the other vampires were. It was like a demon of sorts. So I wasn't sure if it was more of like... Oh, Mon- Mabel, Ball is like the a, real breeder He's of the real originator and just... Like there's other uh, first yeah. generation vampires like Brandis Ravenwatch. He's a first generation vampire because not only is he incompetent and an idiot... He's also a Moloch Ball cultist on top of all that. I don't get him. He's. Let's have. uh, Stay tuned for next week when we'll have an episode where I solely duck about my problems with Brandis Ravenwatch. That's going to be the entire episode. It'll be great. Um, Yeah, so there are some cool ones. I personally think Sarana's going to win. I don't know about you guys. Uh, Sarana's going to win. Like, it just seems. Those of you. Yeah, for those of you who haven't seen the uh, bracket that I posted in chat, if you're just listening, uh, so far the results are Harkin has beat Vicente Valtieri, and Verandas Ravenwatch has beat, uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Dwayne Yanande. Something like that. And Fenorian has beat Raxelburn. So tomorrow they'll post Serana versus Wolverine Aquara, and then they'll move back the, to the next Did you ones. see the tweet about Serana, though? They're like, do we even need to bother with this one? It's what they, I feel like quote, I missed that one. That's a post. I feel like it's fairly obvious. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I yeah, see it's ninety percent to ten percent. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that Volrina Quora was also in Elder Scrolls Mar- Online Morrowind. Does she have a more prominent role there, or does she just show up? I, think she just, I don't I think remember. I think there. she has a minor role. I didn't remember yeah. her, which tells you how important her, her role was. Yeah, I only know they got her race wrong. <laughs> Well, I think that's had a long history. Her race in Legends and her race in TES3 and her race in ESO are apparently all different. I don't know. Just to be clear, I don't... I'm mostly joking. Uh, Like, I do actually like... uh, Dislike uh, Ravenwatch, and I don't... I understand some people really like the character, but that's just my own opinion. If you feel differently, I'm not upset that you feel... Uh, feel differently. That's it's not a hill you're going to die on. Yeah. That's fair. Um, I think that's all there really is with the vampires, though. So make sure if you have a Twitter account, go in and uh, vote on those vampires. Maybe we can get Ravenwatch to win. Please don't. <laughs> we can just have a big campaign. Now. Please, please support Serana. I don't want... I d- yeah, there's no way Ravenwatch is beating Serana, though. Like... It's just not gonna happen. I I'm I'm kind of scared. Like, because his next round is against Harkin, and I Ooh, think it's going to Harkin's be a coin got, flip. Yeah. What is the thing that you vote for? Just you pick between in the bracket. So it's like it's basically like March Madness if you follow basketball at all. That the winner I'm, of the bracket, you p- pick one of the two who's going to win in the bracket, who's your favorite. And then they move on to the next bracket. So it's it's that's favorite. Which one do you like more? It's just which one do you like mm-hmm. more? Yeah, it's not which okay. one has better powers or anything like that. So cool. So do people like bad guys more than they like good guys? Everybody uh, likes Serana. That's just the answer, right? I would right. say that Raven Watch is a bad guy, as in I don't like him. <laughs> bad. In other news, uh, <laughs> the Siege Master's Warhorse mount with horse armor was removed from the crown store last week after the text was left in the tooltip 
revealing that it was originally intended as a PvP reward, so they've removed it and it'll be available later at another time, so the so that they can fix that text going on with there, as well as there was some other Crown Store stuff. I'll let Alara go over while I quietly cough away from the microphone. So, um, <coughs> this week they have limited edition Crown Store stuff, which is available from 2 p.m. Uh, Greenwich Mean Time to 10 a.m. Uh, east or oh no. or no, that's the same time. 10 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time yeah. or 2 p.m. GMT. So. Until yeah. the 18th at the same time. Yeah. So one of those is the Moon Fest, Moon Sugar Festival suit and the Alabaster Jerboa pet. Both of them are returning from elsewhere, and ESO Plus members will get a discount. There's the Pride of Alkosh Hero statue, which is large. Which and is large. <laughs> that's like what that. your it's large. says. And the Gloomspore Wolf Pup from those now glooms. until May 18th. At, yeah, same time. I feel like this is a contested issue, but I really, really like the Gloom Spore, um, like mounts and pets. I think they look some of the best Crown Crate pets that they've ever released. I love the look of them, but I think a lot of people are like, "Ew, scales and lizards, weird." Yeah. I don't know. I love them. I think they look really cool. Yeah. Um, and then a reminder from last week, we talked about it a little bit. Baratron knew a lot more about it than us, so she added it back into the notes. Uh, the new Moon Priest motif is currently a guaranteed drop from the Dragon Guard supply chest. Uh, it's not supposed to be, but until Greymore releases, it'll still be available as a guaranteed drop every 20 hours. I think it's a 20-hour cooldown on that. So if you really like those motifs and you want to get it, make sure you go in there. Um, and we're going to thank Amerthiel. Amerthiel from the Adventurers League on PCEU for pointing that out to us. So thank you for letting us know about that. That was a silent clap from Loss. I thought he was actually going to clap, but he's either muted or he was just very quiet with his uh, adoration of you. I figured I would do it silently for the vi video audience members while you were still talking, but now it's become a whole thing. So now it's a thing. So yay. <laughs> Here's an audible clap. And then... What is the last little bit there? Alara? So if you feel like watching something a bit different, uh, the German Bethesda channel is streaming the Antiquity System and the new Vampire Skill Line tomorrow in German. So by so tomorrow, we mean Tuesday. The, yep, Tuesday the 12th seven, of May. Yes. In case this isn't live. And if you are getting this podcast later than that, we apologize you missed it. So. But there are Twitch drops if you've linked your Twitch and ESL accounts. Awesome. Is there Twitch drops just for that stream? Do you know? I do not know. Uh, let me check. I have a tweet here. Uh, it looks like it's German, just going to be drops. To it. Uh, it, well, I mean, they have an image, but it, it look, okay. just looks like they're going to have drops turned on. So okay. Just the normal Twitch crates. Nice. Very, very cool. Lost in Hyrule, our local Legends correspondent, what happened last time in legends or is there any actual news that we're preempting this week i know of no other news okay the gauntlet for the weekend was the ulfric storm cloaks gauntlet it was a deck building rule where you could only have cards up to five magicka which means ulfric storm cloak was allowed to be a viable card but general tolius was not he's a six magicka card and they unlocked the complete set of cards under five magicka for your gauntlet decks so you were able to construct... Use any card in the game, five magic or less to construct your deck. 
and they gave away a premium alternate art Greystone Ravager for each run that you did through up to three runs. <clears throat> and that is the news for Legends. And that's the way it is. Uh, we do have exciting Blades news, finally. So they announced today the article for the update 1.7, which I think when they said coming soon, it actually is 1.7 out now. It's out. It for is Android. out. Okay. It's out on iOS oh. too. I just downloaded oh, it. Oh, is it? Awesome. Yeah. I just downloaded it like as we started this. So I wasn't sure if the update was 1.7, but update 1.7 is out for Blades. And the big thing about this one is Blades is no longer in early access. It's a full <laughs> game. Yay. Which is pretty exciting. It's we very don't exactly exciting. know what that means, but they added new stuff. And I guess at this point they consider it complete enough to say, hey, this is a real full game. Yeah. Well, it makes yeah. sense. I feel like they, they've got everything in there that they said they would at the start. Yeah, they've made a lot of big changes, like yeah. the way that the oh, you know yeah. drops work, and they've added new features like the arena and guilds. Chests. Yes. Yeah, they fixed chests. <laughs> yeah, so they made a lot I just of the shared ones. the link to the town hall, which is where they just sort of, in general terms, talk about what the update's going to be. The patch notes are still forthcoming. I don't know if they've already gone up since last I checked, but patch notes will come out before too long. And some of the major things, so we talked about this, I think, last week. They reset arena progress, and anyone that was in the really topmost echelon, they got special helmets. I obviously didn't get a chance to go in and try to improve on that. Yeah, I also didn't get a chance. I actually played one game, and then I lost, and I was like, oh, I'll play again later. And then they re-updated everything. Yeah. So I, was like, I oh, tried, okay. but I kept losing. <laughs> yeah, so I think I ended, my position was 5,669th was my final rank last i have I never won a game so i don't know what my rank would be yeah last it's i checked that was like a hundred and seventy thousand something and it probably dropped <laughs> so then i'm happy if okay if someone was getting one hundred seventy thousand and i ended up at 5500 i'm actually kind of happy with that yeah that's pretty good that's well, really good my my question was how many people are actually playing because i was like okay well if someone that's only won a few games is like ten thousand rank i'd be like oh okay that's not that impressive, but actually 5,500, I'm actually really happy with that now. I knew it was very unlikely that I'd get in the top 1,000. But. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Um, yeah, so that's out on Android and iOS. The one thing we do want to warn people about is that we've been reported that there is a potentially a bug in the game right now that if you update, you won't have any of the new quest text because they haven't added it. But we've been told that reinstalling the game will fix that. So if you go into the game and you can't see any text, make sure you just exit it, delete the game, reinstall it, and you should be able to get back in there. Um, that sounds like a thing that'd be know. patched pretty soon, too. Yeah. Like, that's probably a thing that they'll fix quickly. But if you want to yeah. play immediately, if you, uh, if uninstall, you need, reinstall. Yeah, or if you run into that. and Because I haven't had a chance to get in and test it yet. So I'll, I'll figure that one out. Some of the other things that came along with the update. So they added a new quest line that's based on arena, but it's PV, it's computer AI based arenas, not against other players. And so you work your way up through the arenas until you can become the grand champion and get special gear, which sounds fun. But also I do terrible at the arena matches now, even against computers. So oh, that really? might be a very hard quest. Yeah. Man, we Dude, need I'm, to play. Me too. I'm bad. Those are the ones that I usually go through to get like quick wins. Those are the ones that have a one skull rating, and I don't get them to half health. <clears throat> I don't get it. So Everything's five skulls. I, I used to be able to beat why. them. I used to be able to beat them, but I can't anymore. 
They also added six new quests that aren't around the arena questline, and I don't know anything about them. Just there's six new quests. I know that as soon as I loaded it into town, I saw six exclamation points. So oh, nice. I think they're all standalone quests, not a quest, not quest lines. So that's exciting. And then the yeah. the other very big potential news that we think is that the Switch uh, version has a release date of May 14th, according to the Switch store. I think Alara has it on her Switch right there. Yeah, so it's in the store. I'm excited because I'll be going in and grabbing that. And then where did you get the yellow Joy-Cons from, Alara? You can buy them separately. Interesting. I've never seen the yellow ones. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so it should be coming in the on Thursday, we think. So... I made the commitment before we started the stream, but if there is motion controls in the Switch version, I will 100% come on at noon or one o'clock and stream Switch ESO or Switch Blades with the motion controls on the channel as often as I can. Basically, whenever my kids decide to nap, I will come on and do that stream for a while because I think that would be so fun to do. And I can just sit here just like slashing away and you guys can watch as I hit the <laughs> bulkheads in my office because they're too low for me. So I'm excited that for that. That'll, I think Let's it hope it really on, comes out on Thursday. Yeah, I think that being on Switch will reinvigorate the amount of blades I've been playing. Sure. Just because, so, yeah. You talked about it before. Are you going to bring over your progress or are you going to start a new character? Ooh. I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> I'll make that call. Like, I'll be kind of sad to... Because now that I know I was ranked actually pretty high, I would be kind of sad to not. But it also might be good because then when I play on Switch, I don't have to worry about, like, just getting bodied in the arena. Well, the uh, arena got reset either way. No, but I mean if I start doing well again oh, and like right. rank up again and then i play on switch and it's like oh no it's like so much harder to play on switch or something like that then well you, you can pl- keep your progress on both right yeah are you saying sure, like, but that's, that but that's what i'm start saying a new character if i do, if i keep my character whenever i play on switch i'd have to like be like oh well if i'm playing on switch then i have problems of it like mm. dropping my rank if i try to do arena so we'll see how it goes i might make a new character just so i can try to document do it documentation this time like i played through the story and just enjoyed it yeah now play through it with an eye to documentation but then after i did all of that then i would probably replace the account but then that's a lot of time and effort to just delete it and replace it yeah so i'll have to think about it yeah yeah luckily on be... switch it's nice to do screenshots it's pretty easy yeah that's what i was about to say is True. we're gonna get a lot better screenshots probably in the switch with yeah. the with the phones it was a lot of the UI was like in front of the creatures and everything. So and like everybody has a different resolution. So you had some really mm-hmm. small, some large, and yeah, it was crazy. So that's exciting. I'm happy to see that. I agree. Sweet. Okay. And other than that, the only other little bit of news we have, which is leading into our topic tonight, where we're going to talk a little bit more about the Elder Scrolls Six because <gasps> is it going to come out? Is it happening? Who knows? Stay tuned for more. Um, but Pete Hines on Twitter said that Bethesda won't be doing a digital so- showcase in June. So now that that's coming up, I think we missed this when he actually tweeted yeah, about this, it. This is at the start of April, but I noticed it. Yeah. A link to it earlier today. I so. completely missed it too. Cause I know last week we were talking, we're like, Oh, maybe there'll be a digital showcase and nobody had the answer. So we completely missed this. So it's a little bit of late news. Um, but we know there isn't a digital showcase in June that would normally coincide with E3 just because of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
uh, they're not doing that. And they want to spend, I think, a lot of the time that they would put towards doing that, just working on the games and not taking the development time away from that. So uh, they said they ha- he did say they have a lot of exciting things to share about our games and look forward to telling you more in the coming months. But with that, I think it's probably time we're going to go over and do some shoutouts and thank some people for supporting us as UESP. So just to start, we're going to thank our Patreon supporters. And as a reminder for anybody, if you want to support UESP.net in a financial way, uh, you can always find us on patreon.com slash UESP. And you can thank us there. And we want to thank our newest uh, supporters there. We have Captain Zamblanity. I think that's right. And Viscadel. Um, oh, and sorry, the page break got me there. And Tom Carberry. So thank you guys for supporting us as creative creators here on UESP and hopefully that you can continue supporting us and anybody else who wants to can as well. I also want to thank our new Twitch subscribers, uh, Viking Buddha 77 and gold ant. Thank you guys for supporting us on Twitch. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoy the content that we've been creating here. And that if you have any other questions or comments about what you want to see us do, feel free to let us know. You can always send us a quick message. You can send me an email pylon at UESP.net. There's Billions of ways to reach out to me. If you search Pylon anywhere on the internet, you'll probably find a way to contact me. So just go ahead and do that. Um, I also want to thank Ella Zim for leaving us a iTunes review on the UK store. Um, Thank you for the review. And we just want to say that, yes, we are working on the audio issues. That was the only criticism they had. They said it was a, they really enjoyed the show, but the audio issues can sometimes happen. But what do you expect about five people trying to record over Skype? And that is true. (laughs) I was like, yep, that makes sense. So we're going to try to skip that. Um, We also wanted to give a shout out to, what's Imp's wiki name? Prevent no Imperial Battlespire. It's Imperial Battlespire for doing a lot of work on the generic dialogue in Morrowind. Um, Gene C actually wanted to point that out just for how much work you've been doing on that, and wanted to thank you for that awesome wiki contribution this week. But I think that's all the shoutouts we have. And if you guys have anything else you want to say before I move over, and we'll talk about our scholarly pursuits. I see head shakes. So now it's time to talk about all the different things that we've been up to and joke about making fun of Loss being a traitor because Loss is a traitor. So Loss, why don't we start with how you betrayed us this week? So not as much World of Warcraft this last week. Instead, it got a kick to play Guild Wars 1. And so my wife and I have been replaying some of the early stories from that. Guild Wars 1 is sort of why we started dating and the betas around Guild Wars 2 as well. So that's very important in our relationship. So I really enjoyed it. And that one doesn't really relate to Elder Scrolls as much. I do have a question that kind of relates back to Elder Scrolls a little bit on that. But how does Guild Wars 1 hold up technically? Like, are you struggling playing it? Or are you like, no, it's still still fine. Oh, no, it's still really fun to play and doesn't really have any technical issues either from normal stuff. Like graphics aren't too janky looking or... No, I think they still look pretty. Yeah, I haven't... They're old, but not... They're not, not Deus Ex old, and yeah. graphics don't really bother me most of the time. That's fair. Like, I know, like, even when I go back and play, like, Oblivion and stuff like that, it's just like, you're like, oh, yeah, it looked like this. Yeah. 
So I find it kind yeah. of, it, sometimes it throws me out of the like, like out of the zone because you're just like, oh yeah, it's this animal that I'm fighting is six pixels. Yeah, it's better than that. That's good. I'd say it still holds up pretty well, pretty good art style. Um, so like with World of Warcraft, I was talking about how being in the world and the sensation of that and how that could translate over to like single player Elder Scrolls, but not so much Elder Scrolls Online. You don't have that in Guild Wars. Guild Wars is definitely a, you can read about the world and then you can play the game and the game only sort of corresponds to that. Like you don't have survival-ish mechanics going out into the world. You can just port back to a town, whatever. But the gameplay in a very small way made me think of ESO. So in Guild Wars 1, you have tons and tons of skills available, mm-hmm. but you only pick eight that you equip yourself with when you go out into an actual zone to play the game. And you only have those skills and your attributes while you're out there. Go back to a town, you can reassign them, change it up. Yeah. And that sort that of is like feels- ESO. You've got two bars of five specific skills that you equip. You mix and match from a pretty large set of different skills. And it was just kind of interesting thinking about that, the build craft that goes on with it. The issue is that I understand Guild Wars way better than I understand ESO, so I can kind of build craft in that one and not so much in ESO. I remember when Guild Wars 2 came out being really disappointed that the skill system didn't work the same way. Yeah. I didn't like the weapon skill line as so much. It was, I got used to it, but... Guild Wars 1's awesome, but apparently it was also an absolute nightmare to try to approach anything resembling balance. <laughs> so I understand why they did what they did. But I do miss it. Luckily, that game still exists. Recently got an update that even added in some new PvE-only elite skills for their 15th anniversary. So that's been fun. Um, I installed Blades the Blades update. Went in and saw all the new quests. Well, I (laughs) re-downloaded. I installed earlier, but I didn't actually try to take any of the quests. Then I looked around at the quests, and I realized that back when they did a free attribute reset, I did that. And I did not put any of my skills back. Ooh. So before I can play, I did the same. I need to completely do a build. Thank and you for the reminder on that because I did the exact same. Because they because when we got the, um, that's probably why I got crushed in my arena. Oh, definitely. That explains everything. That's exactly why you got crushed in arena. Yeah, because I reset I mean, everything and I only had like a couple skills, and I was like, I thought I was running something different, but I probably just had the ones that I had left over whoopsie doodles yep the only skill points that i spent after doing the reset were the ones to give me my inventory space back and i took nothing else so i have to figure out what a build looks like in that game and add them in (laughs) then i can go do the new blades quests which will be fun and that's my elder scrolls stuff vague connections to a not at all elder scrolls game good thanks for betraying us in another way you know who doesn't betray us is akb how are you doing, AKB? I'm doing swell. I'm doing all kinds of swell, in fact. Everything is good over in House AKB. Uh, with that said, I haven't really done anything that interesting, I would say. You and Kit streamed, didn't you guys? Yeah, we, we had a stream last week. Uh, yeah, we had a few streams. We've had what? a good time with it. Uh, I, I mean, for me, it's all like... That's public information, you know? It's not like... But not everybody may have watched your stream. Oh. So you can now use this time to tell them what you did and where you did it. We played Elder Scrolls Online. We did it on 
Friday and Thursday, I want to say. Uh, the days are kind of blurring together because of the fact that the world ended like uh, a few months ago or something. It's all hard to keep track of. Um, we played. I saw a, sorry, I saw a really good picture of what I thought the apocalypse would look like, and it's a picture of Fallout Four. Yeah, and it says what the apocalypse actually looks like, and it's a picture of a living room with Fallout Four on the TV. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, we we uh, went through some of the ESOs earlier zones, uh, specifically for DC and. Uh, the Automatic Dominion, and uh, we definitely have come to the conclusion that most of DC is bad. Uh, like, legitimately <laughs> bad. Uh, but we have found some, like, lighter spots. Like, uh, the last two zones? Actually, good. Like, we can tolerate them. Uh, Al like Alakir? Yes, Alakir De Desert. Alakir and Binkrack. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, Alkir Desert is legitimately one of the better zones in the game altogether. Uh, I even though you fundamentally hate the reason the story happens. No, I. <laughs> here's the thing. I think it's stupid. I I'll, I'm willing to accept it as the explanation <laughs> in the universe for why it happened. So, since they have a good ex enough explanation in my book, like I can uh, suspend my disbelief and just have a fun really silly story about fighting zombies it, it's a yeah. good zone uh that said most of dc isn't good still uh it's just those two i would say are worth playing uh that's but it's kind of really nice going to 80 after that uh because the unmarried dominion zones are just generally good they are fun to go through they have good characters uh they have some bad characters, but you go like, this is less they're bad characters. They're more characters with motivations you don't necessarily agree with, you know? Like, even the bad guys, for the most part, you're going like, I can kind of see where they're coming from. It, yeah. It's it's a very well put together part of the game. I actually genuinely like the Unmarried Dominion quests. But... That's about all I have to say about those since Pylon demanded it from me. I demand an update. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Are, weren't the Dagger um, Ball zones like the first ones they made for the game? Uh, I remember I, hearing that. As far as we know, I'm not entirely 100% sure. Uh, people believe that the order they made them was Daggerfall, Evan Hart Pact, and then Unmarried Dominion. And I thought there was something like it was like Daggerfall, Evan Hart. On Mary, and then they went back and redid like the even heart pack after like Skyrim came out or something like that. Yes, yeah, so they something like that. There was some screenshots of early Evan Hart backed content, mm -hmm. which we I want to take them up again, but they look nothing like ESO now. It looks more like a early World wow. of Warcraft. It was bizarre. Yeah, I think what it, I think what some of the stuff with that was that we saw. DC zones and the graphics and the gameplay on all changed a bunch, but some of the quest text we saw was the exact same, same as we yeah. still have. And so that's why people say that DC was first and people think AD is the best. So I think it's partly just guessing perception, but a little bit of I the clues from alpha pictures. It's also, I would say just from a like straight <laughs> life point of view, 
the AD quest lines and the things that happen in them feel much more modern than the things that happen in the DC zones. Like a realization that I had while I was streaming them is that the DC zones are basically B-rated horror movie storylines. Like it's like you've got vampires, you've got werewolves, you've got necromant zombies. Like they're all like those kind of storylines that keep popping up. Whereas like the AD was a lot more intricate and like they talk about like, like kind of like it's more of like racism as an issue and things like that. Like that are more things that would come up in a modern game than you would have in like the older games where it's just like kill zombies. So I'm, that also would lead yeah. me to believe that they were more, that they were earlier. And not, I'm not to say, I don't actually dislike DC. I think DC is actually a lot of fun for what it is. And it's, it seems to be geared towards that kind of genre like it's like a horror genre zone and then the people that like vampires the people that are really into vampires people are really into werewolves and stuff like that they're going to be drawn more towards those quest lines and those stories so there is something that i know a lot of people that are very adamantly diehard dc fans and they love those things like generally they're the people that like vampires and that's kind of their Mm -hmm. well let's say your assumption is correct and i do kind of agree with the idea that they're kind of like b horror movies uh dc it's (laughs) If any, if you've watched a lot of B horror movies, like I have, watched a lot of B horror movies, <laughs> you know, there's like for every good one, there's about a thousand bad ones. Yeah, it is so easy to mess up that kind of thing. Oh yeah, and for sure. That's why I kind of agree with that. That yes, of them, only two are actually kind of fun. I do have a little bit of breaking news that I've just discovered about the Blades Switch Edition. Mm. Um, I did a search for Blades in the Switch store, and there are two versions of the game that pop up. There is The Elder Scrolls Blades, which is a free download coming out on uh, Thursday. Um, I know that it says here the space it needs is 1.2 gigabytes. Um, it supports TV controllers. It supports um, the being able to use one Joy-Con at a time. And then it supports mobile play. It also supports the Pro Controller. Save data, etc., etc. But the interesting thing is there is a second version of the game called The Elder Scrolls Blades Quick Start Edition that is available for purchase for $18.49. Well, it's probably just like a pre... It's a starter uh, bundle, yeah. yeah. So I assume eighteen forty nine. that's probably $15 US. Um, it I includes... Yeah, it includes with it, though. Um, the Quick Start Edition also provides valuable scrolls, building materials, 2,000 gems, and 30,000 gold. That is... And it says it's 200% value. Hmm. So I guess the cost of that it would normally be able to add that. So it looks like they're building it so that you can, if you don't want to have to deal with all of the, um, I guess, monetization of the game, you can go in and just buy like a bundle that's basically got enough, like 2000 gems to start. That's like, it's almost a lot of people would say I would pay $20 for this game if I didn't have to buy anything else. That's kind of it there. Because how many times did we hear the argument coming up with people saying like, no, charge $20 for the mobile game and I'll pay for it. 2,000 gems will get you basically... I don't don't know what you wouldn't be able to buy with 2,000 gems in the game other than decorations. Like you could spend them all on decorations, but for any of the upgrades or stuff like that, like that's going to cover you for 
I honestly don't know what you could still spend them on because it's just decorations. That's the only thing you can spend them on now, other than um, speeding Emotes. up timers. Uh, how much is um? Uh, how much is a chest? How much are the chests these days? I- um, for me, I think it's five dollars. Is a gold chest. Um, Do you I not spend gems up. on them? You spend. Yeah, you spend gems on. You them. spend gems on them. Oh wait, no, it's the bundle yeah. for the gold chest. So it's yeah. How much are the chests? I don't chests? know if you can see. <laughs> How much are the chests? Tell us. I think it's fifteen hundred for a legendary chest. Twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. So you couldn't buy a legendary yeah. chest with that quick start edition. But the elder chest is seven fifty. I don't think this will be what people are asking for though. Because the game won't be changed. All of the systems will be the same. Yeah. No, I know. I just it seems like that's an interesting way to go about. Like, yeah, were, it's essentially it's, two versions of the game there, but it yeah, provides you with enough that you could exclusive fountain decoration. Oh, cool. That is a screenshot. She is not currently playing Blades on Switch. Right. This <laughs> is from the store. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, that is fifteen dollars US. Fifteen dollars, that's what I expected. Oof. That exchange rate right now is crushing me. No, but that's exciting. Okay, so they they do have that version on the game. It's just interesting that they're releasing it as a second version of the game and not just an in-app purchase. Yeah, Yeah. we'll have to add that to the wiki. We'll have to add that to the wiki. Fun, fun. Well, and I guess, is that all you have been up to, AKB? Before I move on to myself? Yeah, it's mostly been releasing uh, The Elder Scrolls Blades on Switch. Awesome. Uh, for me, things I've been up to, I've just been doing a bunch of ESO dungeons. I've just been kind of going in doing random dungeons and doing pledges and kind of getting more familiar with the vet dungeons, doing some more hard modes that I haven't been able to. Um, my biggest thing I'm trying to decide right now is which character of mine I want to run through Greymore. Because I have my old main that has been a lot of... It did all the main game questing and did all of that stuff, but it hasn't really done much of the chapter storylines. Um, cause it didn't on Morrowind. I ran through it with a warden Somerset. I ran through my warden again, uh, elsewhere. I ran through with my necromancer that I made. So I don't know where I want to continue off with Greymore If I want to pick it up on my old main or do I want to play it on my warden healer that I've been actually doing the most content with lately. Cause I've been using that for dungeons, but then it's annoying to run anything as a healer. So that's what I've been trying to struggle with. I think I'm either going to do it with my necromancer just so I can get the Necromancer to 50, or I'll uh, run it through on my Dragon Knight main, just for the sake of doing it. So, But other than that, not too much Elder Scrolls for me. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. That's kind of been a lot of fun. Though I want more things to do in that game. I wish there was less time gating, but what are you going to do about that? What are you going to Time travel. I, I don't feel <laughs> good about that. That's fair. It, I don't know. I don't. I don't blame other people for doing it because I did it in Pokemon for sure. Like in Pokemon Shield, I would like go and do the time traveling to like get better Pokemon out of the raids. But in mm-hmm. Animal Crossing, it just feels like I'm cheating my residents. They need. They need to get some sleep. But is do you get Mister Rossetti in this game or is he gone? Uh, he's the normal way that you meet him is gone. I guess apparently he was scaring kids or something, but they've, uh, <laughs> they added a new feature where if you get stuck somewhere, you, 
your character has like a cell phone with the different apps and one of the apps is you can call for help and so Brissetti works for like that service now nice uh, i heard about that and it's apparently there was a design philosophy change in the animal crossing team where they no longer consider it to be cheating uh, if you change your console's clock to skip forward in the game that's fine like i i don't mind it that's why i say like they may not feel like it's cheating. It's like, personally, I feel like it's cheating. Like, it's cheating myself. I'm not cheating the game. Like, I don't think it's like a big in, exploit, but. In New Leaf, Rossetti wasn't in it by default, but you were able to build a manhole cover for him to come live in your town, and then he would start doing his stuff. I have a manhole cover in my town. I, I thought that... Did he appear like at least just once by himself? Because I swear that there's times when I ran out of uh, battery power on my 3DS. Maybe he told you once, but then said that they're shutting down the reset center and you have to rebuild the reset center for him to formally do his job. Something like that. Weird. Please, please uh, yeah, join spend us next more time week in this for... game. Yeah, join us next the week. Unofficial for... Animal Crossing pages. <laughs> Wait, can I buy that domain right now, actually? I mean, to be fair, uh, what what I uh, I did uh, say early on in, when we were talking about Blades when it originally came out that if it was a lot more like uh, games like Animal Crossing, I'd probably like it more. Like just like a a life simulator in yeah. the Elder Scrolls, I would play that game. Though I feel like Monday Stardew Valley, but it's Skyrim Valley. Skyrim Valley has to be Skyrim too. It's a new version. Skyrim, the very, very, very special edition. <laughs> awesome. Well, maybe speaking of Skyrim, play, oh, maybe he plays Rorik building Rorikstead. It could be ruined my sweet segue. I was going to say, speaking of Skyrim, we should go talk about Skyrim too. What about me? I cut us. <laughs> Wait, Alara didn't do her update. Yeah, what? you skipped what? me. You did completely skip her. <laughs> I completely skipped Alara, so we're going back to our scholarly pursuits, because I could have sworn you were talking through that whole thing. So He forces me to give one, because I was going like, well, (laughs) I feel like mine would be a bit long if I went over everything I do. It was like, Alara, though. And thank you, breaking news to over AKBs to do the switch That's what it was. That's why I got thrown off. Okay. Alara, what have you been up to? Alara, what have you been up to? Uh, after we were talking last week about um, Legends and just throwing a de- deck together to try to get the Resplendent title from all premium, I decided to give it a try. So I participated in this weekly gauntlet, the Ulfric Stormcloak one. I put together a, a green-red uh, aggro, basically, deck, and I got it. So Wait, you were able to do Resplendent with the Ulf- Ulfric Stormcloak restrictions? Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. You had more premium cards than you realized. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, that's awesome. How'd you do? Uh, two wins, three losses. That's okay. impressive in At itself. Least, yeah, I mean, I just I threw it together really quickly. I didn't even really... I wasn't trying to do anything super... Because you can sort, out, if so. I remember, by just showing you all the premium cards, right? So that'd make yeah, it a little bit I, easier I to build it. Yeah, I just, if you type the word premium in the search, yeah. it'll just show you all the premium ones. So that's how I did it. So, and you just do one run? Yeah. So I, I should have, just to grab one copy of the alternate art, but I've already missed mm-hmm. several, so at this point I can't yeah. get a complete collection. Uh, same, but... I know, I feel the same way. I can try to get as many as I can. 
So other than getting skipped over by me, what else have you been up to? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I've been getting into Craglorn a bit, discovering that I can't solo a lot of the things in there. Oh, right. Yeah, because you were going to work on trying to finish up that zone because you've done gold now. So you wanted to finish Craglorn. Yep. Are you trying to you're trying to do it mostly solo? Yeah. Yeah, I never really get into Craiglorn because I feel like I feel like Craiglorn's kind of a ghost town now. I um, very rarely well, see people on my like list in there. I mean, there's people in the zone, but it seems like most of them are looking for dungeon runs and trials, yeah. basically. Yeah. But I did get a group that did all the uh, zone bosses and stuff. That was fun. And then just here and there, you know, group up with someone to do uh, well, like the group missions um like shot is here i did the other day so that's a tiny bit like playing wow classic where hey it's too hard you want a quest together we can do it yeah <laughs> that's cool so, yeah it's a little bit more to go there start only playing... zone in the game that does that right pretty much yeah the yeah, now. Other... yeah the rest of it's pretty much easy enough you know you can solo it occasionally i'll need you know someone's help with the zone boss maybe but sure still aside from dlc but yeah Neat. So that's what I've been doing in ESO and tried getting back into Blades a little bit, but I swear the game just keeps getting harder and harder. Like a lot of the, even in just the regular quests. Um, did you also do an attribute reset? I did not. Okay. We well, don't have our nope. excuse then. I know th when <laughs> nope. they did the skill rebalance, a lot of the things that I used to do, like healing yourself in the game now is basically useless. So it's better mm. to just like hold block instead of trying to heal yourself and then kill things quickly. Like they they did they rebalanced a lot of those things which I think like I know it took me a while to get used to the new way it worked. So like getting health steal enchantments and stuff didn't wasn't worth it anymore because it was just such a small amount healing back and the things did more damage it was more it was more useful to like drain magicka so that they can't cast stuff against you. Uh, hmm. I've heard a lot of people complain about it. I haven't hit this wall myself because I didn't go as far into blades because it's not my thing. But, um, I mean, the game did have the problem where before this, you kind of hit the point where there was nothing to do. Now there's at least harder enemies. But it's like even just trying to do my normal dailies, um, you know, whether it's the arena match against the npc or you know you have to defeat like the boss of the you know normal quests like it, a lot of those i'm still finding myself them to use my uh, revive scrolls i'm and definitely like, curious this before if it was like maybe it's one of those things where they get a bunch of players who are somehow threading that needle and just beating all these challenges so they adjusted harder you know yeah. Even with my like legendary items and stuff, it's a lot of these quests are still like listed as five star in there. I, I haven't used, you know, this many items before. It's just hard to even keep have you up been with changing repairs and have you been changing gear depending on the yeah. type of enemy per job too? Yep. Interesting. I, I did see there was this point where apparently everyone was only getting five skull jobs now. Yeah, they keep breaking the skull ratings. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember before it wasn't really accurate. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They do list levels on all the quests now, though, right? Yeah. Which is <laughs> useful. Yeah, the expected, the average correctly. level for it, so. Yeah. 
Although I wonder if some of it has to do with like the rebalancing because um, at least one of my magic skills and one of my um, stamina skills are the healing. Like the one yeah. where if they yeah, hit absorb you, and adrenaline and then, dodge. Yeah. Adrenaline dodge is still exactly. useful because it, the dodges are worthwhile to do. And then the little mm -hmm. bit of healing back. But the absorb is basically a useless spell now. Yeah, it doesn't seem to absorb very much. No. I should probably do a respect at some You don't gain point. health off of it. It's like it just reduces how much damage you take. But it, it reduces such a small amount that it's, yeah. you the magicka that you spend to use it would be better used on like wall of fire or something like that. So uh, again, that you're at least taking damage while you're... Yeah. And that's I, one of those things wonder... where I think it's rebalancing because there was a point where every single player had that uh, yeah. ability. Yeah. They swung kinda... too far on the pendulum. Sorry to talk yeah, over you, Laura. That's okay. I kind of <laughs> wonder whether I should just switch to a stamina-based build because that was basically the spell I used most. I find when I use um, like the you know fire or ice ones or whatever, like I just they hit me and I get stunned, and it's like it's. I don't know if it's worth even using spells, really. Uh, the spells you want to use are mostly offensive stuff now. So, basically... Yeah, I have, like, you know... I don't remember what they're called, but it's, like, just a frost spell and a fire spell. But it's, like, you have to let those go for a few seconds, and but they still... So, the yeah, big ones yeah. that you get used now is Thunder. Uh, the one where you throw it up, or Delayed Lightning. You cast it, it's, like, an instant cast, and then it will come down, like, three seconds later. Um, Wall of Fire is another big one where you uh, it's an instant cast and then every time they attack you they start taking damage um, and then another one of the big ones is the resist elements that's the kind of the one defensive one that people are using now but it's it's really tricky on timing um, but I feel like the game went from being like heal based to now it's block based like if you're not trying to block every attack so you like stand there stand there stand there wait for them to swing hold block Get them stunned, attack, attack, cast a spell, wait, hold, wait for them to swing back. When they swing back, press block again, wait for them to swing, get stunned, attack, attack, cast a spell. Like That's kind of the dance it is now. Instead of where it was, it was like attack, 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 use your spell, attack, 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 attack. So that's what I've noticed at least. Hmm. Yeah, and I think I do have to get a little bit more used to that because at, at least doing the single... Uh, single player quests like i had down to a science like i need to hit this many times and then yeah. use this skill and it's been you know shaken up a little bit yeah but, they shaked yeah. it up they made blocking like the most probably the most important thing in the game but yeah so. definitely didn't do so good in the arena it was basically <laughs> just a uh uh points pinata hit me and rank up easy <laughs> points pinata Who's that when I was streaming it? I had that one player, I can't remember their name, but basically they were just throwing the match every time and that like I got like five wins out of them. It was great. <laughs> I remember that. I don't remember the name. I don't remember that either. They had no armor on. <laughs> well, Alara, have we covered everything you've been up to now? Yes. Before yeah. <laughs> I move away. I think it's because we've kind of switched up the scholarly pursuits to be more conversational. So I was like, oh, I have, I've already heard from Alara. So my brain was like, Alara must have gone already. <laughs> or I'm just a terrible host. That's okay. That's where I screwed up. <laughs> Maybe we need to do them in order. Yeah. <laughs> like we could write them in different orders for whatever we think, but because you jump around, then we don't always know. Exactly. You like to keep us on our toes, but you took yourself off your toes. <laughs> I took myself. Yeah. Yeah. Played the game and ended up playing myself. Anyway, speaking of Skyrim.
So earlier today, we kind of saw an article that was about a tweet that had come out a little bit of a while back from Pete Hines again, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Um, and it basically said, uh, I don't know, I have the link to the article I think it's just here. after the page break. Is this it? Is that the, well, that's the original tweet, yep. but I actually did have the article. Um, oh. There's an article written about this. I think it was uh, VG247 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I liked it in the um You Discord. liked it in the Discord, but it's missing from the channel here, so. Um, I can grab it. Anyways, what happened was, is somebody reached out to Pete Hines just saying on May 10th, being like, when can we expect some more information on Elder Scrolls 6? We need this right now. And Pete Hines, in standard Pete Hines fashion, now that he's back on Twitter, which makes me so happy, he's like, just bluntly, it's after Starfield, which you pretty much know nothing about. Uh, so if you're coming at me with details now and not years from now, I'm failing to properly manage your expectations. <laughs> which is fair. He's kind of saying, he, he's kind of calling himself out too, saying like, if you're trying to get information from me right now, like, I'm not doing a good job because you guys should not be expecting any information for a while. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. So basically, I think what we can glean from that is we are still so far away from getting any information about The Elder Scrolls Six. Um, and he's also asking for, he's, he's even saying, if you're coming to me for information and not years from now. He's struggling to manage expectations. So it's not even saying your the release is coming out. It's saying information about the game is years away still. So yep. as disheart- it's be a long haul. As disheartening as this is to hear, I think, for a lot of people, because they're very excited about the Elder Scrolls 6. I think it's going to be a while before we end up actually talking about the Elder Scrolls 6. Like before yep. we get any real other information other than that trailer. Um but like do you guys really think they're not going to tell us anything else between now and what whatever it is that it comes out? Like, start say, I wouldn't be surprised if we're looking like 2025. So, I mean, obviously, there will be a time where they start releasing information. I just... But, I mean, do you not expect, like, this year or next year, there'll be other little teasers coming out? Like, I, or do you think I, we're kind of in a full full stop for information? Well, now? here's the thing. It's... At the current time, I have no clue, because, and no one in the industry really does, no. about how to handle the situation since it's so unprecedented with no real physical meetings or audiences yeah. being possible to do, and for the foreseeable future. Uh, it's just not something we're going to be seeing. Uh, so no one in the industry really knows yeah. uh and really for any industry uh how to handle this situation i assume that for elder scrolls 6 though that even if all of this didn't happen this would still be the situation i agree i think it's still so far out that we don't have any plans and i'm guessing that that's we w- okay. purely hypothetically i don't think we would see any new details on elder scrolls 6 at least until we're well into the hype for Starfield. Uh, here's what I mean. That's basically where I am. They don't want to spoil Starfield by going like, uh, here's SpongeBob Elder Scrolls six on top of Starfield because yeah. you saw with the, uh, year that, uh, they even did the, the Elder Scrolls six trailer. Uh, 
it dwarfed every other game they uh, showed that year in yeah. views. People th- only wanted to talk about the Elder Scrolls Six. No one cared about anything else they did. Yeah, Though I and do they really, think- I think, only did that because they were getting a, such, you know, I don't know how to describe vitriolic it. reaction. Yeah, yes. why isn't Elder Scrolls Six out yet? Exactly. Yeah, I think it was so. also strategic too because uh, was BlizzCon before they talked about Blades? I think it was because they saw. What happened Diablo 4. with when they didn't when Blizzard didn't announce? I gotta double check when Diablo Immortal and Blades were both announced. When when Blizzard asked people if they had phones or not, yeah, it turned out we didn't. <laughs> Turns out we didn't. Is Diablo Immortal out yet? No, it is still not out. Okay, uh, November twenty eighteen, Diablo Immortal was announced, and Blades announcement. There's a bunch. There's apparently some problems uh, with it. There's some scandal with the. Uh, team they were having make it it's a whole thing well i'm getting into blizzard games more now so don't get into blizzard games it's evil traitor (laughs) i'm trying to figure out when it was announced i played a little heroes of the storm yeah i'm trying to find it on the wiki and i'm not seeing it well so not really if if starfield when starfield information starts coming out and they start doing interviews and videos and stuff I presume they're going to be tight-lipped about Elder Scrolls 6. Like, for E3, they, like, did the teaser. Look, yes, we are going to make an Elder Scrolls 6, obviously. But I think if anyone tries to get more info out, they'd be like, come on, let's focus on the real game that we're making right now. Let's not look too far down the road. So, yeah. Uh, We do have to kind of talk about what Starfield kind of is. Yeah. uh, To to explain why. What we... We know we some, have some of it. ideas, so we know. I know obvious. it's in space. We also know that he... Bethesda has been for about the past twenty-five years trying, tried to make a space game. That's their own. Is this a sequel to Terminator? No, <laughs> uh, they've been trying to for a good chunk of the history of the company. Been trying to make the space game. They did some previews a while back. Uh, never came out because. Redguard and Battlespire, and the whole there's some trouble in the company. So twenty five years later, they're trying again with uh, Starfield, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Good for them. I feel like they are. It's like for the uh, Bethesda long standing employees who are still there. It's kind of the game they've always wanted to make, but didn't get a chance to. So I think they have a lot of pressure internally to make sure it's. It's very, very the good. best game. They well, they they need to do it just because of the publicity sake too. Like from a PR state, if they release the game or even give us information about the game and it doesn't go well with the general public, it's going to be very bad for them at this point. Like it's, I don't think yeah. it really. Like from a personal stand standpoint, I think Fallout seventy six was bad press for them. I don't think it's a bad game, but because of the bad press, they're going to be under such a microscope with Starfield. That that's everyone's yeah. waiting so for I, it to fail. I think people are less generous and forgiving nowadays. Yeah, and Bethesda has a few smudges on its record that people are keeping in mind. Uh, so it's going to make it even worse. Here's uh, here's the thing uh, with Starfield is that I really expected more from it by now. I feel like yeah, it's they're going to give it like six months of time under uh, public eye. 
uh, since the I think first initial announcement. Like, we've like they have a Twitter page for Starfield. Hasn't tweeted really? this year. Yeah. Uh, we almost have more followers than uh, their Twitter page does. I mean, that's uh, fair if game. it hasn't tweeted in so, a year. What year was it that this stuff was announced? Is it 2018? Let's look at their Starfield. Uh, well, not announced. 2018 was June the presentation with... Is when they mm-hmm. talked... When they actually because said, that, like, Starfield. So, like, they showed that little yeah, clip. In the past, they've always waited until, really, just a couple months before release of any of their games. Whether it's, you know, Skyrim, mm-hmm. I think, was announced, like, in April of that year. The first trailer came out. And, and pretty much ever since they've been doing... Which I think is healthy. E- yeah, and ever since I've been doing E3, it's basically they've announced at E3 for a fall, like November, October, whatever release. I also so, think at like in the current climate of gaming, game journalism, things like that, they're very wary about setting up any expectations for the game. Look at No Man's Sky. The problem with No Man's Sky that came up that wasn't even just like like people were just screaming at them that they lied to them that everything was wrong, but like there was. The problem was that they didn't correct people when people were saying, this is what the game's going to be like. This is what they, they let. They just let the press ride on it. And well, to be fair, uh, they the, did say they did they make said, promise. They made like, the trailer looked better than the game looked. But like there was a list of promises they made that weren't in the game. Like, yes. He legitimately yeah. said, yes, the game will be multiplayer when it wasn't multiplayer. It was like, like barely that. multiplayer. Yeah, there, there wasn't real multiplayer. Uh, he said, like, you could. Like the specific example was like you could run into another player and like play the game with them. It was just so unlikely to happen that yeah. you wouldn't see it. When of course day one the game came out, that was like the first hint that we knew that No Man's Sky wasn't as good as they said it was. But was that's what so that that's kind of what two my players point is. managed is- to get the same uh uh hash, so they spawned on the same planet. Only two players that happened to, and we're like, yeah, we're on the same planet. This is crazy. And of course, they couldn't find, we couldn't each, find other. each other. Yeah. But that's kind of my point is when a game is in early production, they have a lot of ideas of what that game wants to be. When a game has a deadline, those expectations of what that game will look like is going to is going to change to meet deadlines. And I think they want to avoid talking about Starfield right now, saying, like, this is going to have this in it, and it'll have this in it, and this will have this in this, in case they get to the point where they're like, we have to cut that. And that's not so, going to go well anymore, because people scream, like, oh, they made promises. It's like, no, it's they want to do this. This is what the plan is right now, but plans have to change in development of anything that you build. Like, I don't think ever, I don't think there's ever been a even website where people are like, I want this to do this exact thing. And then when it came time to build it, they're like, perfect. It worked awesome. And there was no issues whatsoever. Like that's just not a realistic thing, but there is no room for tolerance of that anymore. Well, we've always gotten yeah. that with Bethesda games ourselves where they've shown like things that were in process that were ultimately cut. Like they showed uh, the original radiant AI in the yeah. state where they wanted it to get to, but it was such a insanely un- complicated undertaking. Like the only uh, game like that, uh, like what they wanted, that really managed to hit that point. It, I can think of is Store Fortress, and that game is such a hard game to run, even on modern setups. Yeah, like, but that's what I think is like they they did show that stuff in the before. I think yeah. if they tried to do that now, it would just get they'd get 
burned yeah, at so the stake. These so days, a, no one. Uh, there is no like. There's no room. No one for, forgets anything. Yeah. There's no, no room for trying. So from a PR perspective, nowadays it makes sense that even if you say we want to do this, if it doesn't end up coming true, well, now it's a media firestorm. Exactly. So you want to avoid mm-hmm. that. So for the state of games, I think it makes sense that all of the pre-release information is a carefully tailored PR campaign. You just have a very... And so you have the entire campaign ready leading up to the game's release, so it's perfectly paced, and that's probably what we're going to see a lot more of. It's just weird to me that for Starfield, I don't know anything about the game except it's a space game. We're, I don't have a clue we're what kind of game We're literally going to get... Uh, this is my prediction at this point. We're literally going to get like a six-month window where like... Yep. And then they do a full campaign, uh, yeah. billboards, ads all the time, everywhere they can get them. Uh, just for those six months, you'll hear all about Starfield uh, from their press team. And it'll be very specific stuff. Uh, like, we won't be getting developers doing many interviews like you used to. But you will get the information they want you to get. Do you It'll think there's very- a chance... That they would be and do a and you can play it today. Uh, Starfield for a major release. For a major I release, don't, I don't think so. Because oh, what are you talking about? First, I'm thinking Starfield. I'm not thinking Elder Scrolls Six yet because we're still far out. But I'm wondering with Starfield just because of the Bethesda's I, been making a lot of moves towards. They don't give pre-releases of the games for reviewers anymore. Right. They only give. They're giving the window is getting smaller and smaller from the here's the news about it to like six month window. That's in the grand scheme of things. That's a very short time. If they could have a here, Starfield is coming out and it's available today. So do I think that they'll do it? it, It'll be released the same day. I I would think that'd be the most insane. I think it'd be absolutely insane, but I think that would be a good like publicity stunt. It's like, I can't imagine it happening, and yet I can imagine Bethesda being the ones to try it. Yeah. I think the thing is, like, <laughs> they'd legitimately, there'd be a legitimate issue with whatever service they tried to do that on. If they did it, you have one day to prepare for us releasing it. There's going to be actual computer Unless it's issues, only available overloads. on Bethesda.net and through Bethesda.net the console. will absolutely go down if they tried to do 100%. That. That's true. I'm not saying it would go well. But I'm just wondering if they could. I mean, no physical sales intending for there to be no physical no sales physical pre sales. That that's the other uh, thing that that's the big thing I wanted to talk about like right box now. Box office though. Uh, yeah. Well, box office used to be. Yeah, basically. The, we won't really hear anything about it right now because no major developer wants to release a game right now. No, because because they can't sell. You physically. can't do physical sales. Yeah. I guess it'll depend too on what we see with Xbox, the next Xbox consoles, because I do expect Starfield's going to be for the next consoles, not for. Uh, it won't be I, a Xbox One release. Yeah, I believe when they first uh, revealed those, they uh, or, like did the teasers. They did say it would be next gen. Yeah. That would be, man, I'm mind blown by that idea. I don't. What if I'm they not did saying, just say? I think it will happen. Here it's out. But I'm saying that could be a thing that they would try to push because then they don't have to worry about getting review bombed. They don't have to worry about getting... It's just like they lose they lose a lot of the problems that come with people hyping up a game and then it not meeting expectations or people review bombing them because they're like, oh, well, the game got delayed, blah, blah, blah. And they might like... 
Maybe even they make the make it like a month long pre order so, sale or something so like, like that. Like something they just completely shift the way the industry has run previously and just say like beta's of it the PDS is available right now, game launches in a month. So like if you did like I figure like the hype to a degree is useful for getting sales. Like you want people mm-hmm. to get word of mouth going, do that. What if instead of all of that marketing money, it was spent right at launch for a massive, Just a huge, I mean, hypothetically, a massive takeover of every possible ad service, like just dominate for one window for like two days and then go back to normal levels of advertising after that? Would that be cheaper and as effective as a longer marketing campaign? It would definitely not no be idea. as effective. Like, what if like no matter what, I don't think every person saw it as an ad? But here's the thing. I don't know if it'd be as as effective except for maybe Bethesda or like a Blizzard or something. They've got such like do you think Starfield really needs that word of mouth hype build up? I don't think so. I think they will just need to know it's available and as long as that news can get out in enough and know time, what it is. then it think it'll sell. Yeah. Like I guess That's the issue. I don't know what it is. I know I, it is a Bethesda game in space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that kind of it reminds me of when they did the Super Bowl trailer for ESO Morrowind. Like, a lot more people saw it and were like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. So it so, could possibly, potentially do well. Who I knows? I feel like it's a little different for Elder Scrolls. Because, like, for Elder Scrolls Six, I don't know anything about it, except it's going to be an Elder Scrolls game, which so has expectations. Set of expectations with it. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I guess can also be a problem. It could still defy a lot of expectations, but I can't imagine it not there's being no an expectations open world for this game, game with ten races. Like, there's none for Starfield. Again, we I know at least nothing need one about paragraph it. describing what Starfield is about. There's before no the game paragraph launches. about. There is no. Yeah, paragraph. no. There's not a paragraph. It's so weird. Yeah, but, but that's kind of where I'm leading the question to. I'm like, if they could potentially do something crazy like that, that could really shift what we see when it comes to Elder Scrolls Six. I think. Mean, yeah. My current guess was before this was that this was the year we learned about Starfield and then it would release in probably like 2024. Right now, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure Starfield is probably closer to being an actual thing than it isn't at this point. So I feel like the real issue is the fact that they simply can't gamble on their main release doing less well because no one can actually physically buy yeah. it and i think that's also was actively in development in 2018 when that trailer came out right mm-hmm. it was in development yeah it, it was in de- it was probably in development a good bit before, before that, that right yeah but we know for a fact that during that it was actively being de- it wasn't early it wasn't pre- time it wasn't said elder scrolls 6 and beyond that there's the possibility that this is that space game they've been trying to make forever and we've literally been holding this is the game they've been wanting to make forever, so they've always had some files about it going on. Yeah. Some ideas yeah, yeah. they've been testing. It's also very forever. possible that, like, Starfield's in a very, very good state right now, and they're just holding it because they don't want to announce yeah. it now and say, release date, I don't know, whenever the pandemic's over. That, maybe like, that was literally it. Like, they, like they may have been planning to release, to release it. it or to announce it, the release date and everything at E3, and now they're like, well, let's just wait until this is over and then announce it with a release, a new release date. Once we know, once we know for sure that people are going to be able to go to a store and buy this game off the shelf if they should choose to. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it will have leaked if they were actually far enough along uh, to have production done, but maybe they were trying to do your plan 
and they were going to announce and go like, by the way, go to stores tomorrow. It's there. I feel like, like there would be a leak by now, but exactly. I know. But they didn't I don't know. Do there's it. been there was no, like there's there's been other things that I would have expected leaks on that just kind of were like, oh, 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 okay, we're we're here. Wow, didn't know that. Was uh, happening, speaking so. speaking of leaks, <laughs> uh, we keep on here seeing fake leaks about the Elder Scrolls Six, and oh, so yes, many. some people uh, spread them and go like, oh, what if this is true or not? Uh, they're not true. Uh, if they yeah. here's how we know they'll be true. If they had more details about Starfield, it might have been real. All these have had no details about Starfield, uh, and like or they're like very vague. In. Yeah, it's like they'll write like a sentence about Starfield, and they'll write paragraphs about the Elder Scrolls Six. Like that's their main project right now, when it should be the other way around. Uh. Does it, if you see any fake leak, just look for information about Starfield. Well, if you see a leak, if there's not information about Starfield, it's not a real leak. Just yeah. keep that in mind. You can come to us as your trusted news source and <laughs> leak evaluator for Elder Scrolls news. They're Except for we don't really report on leaks, so you won't hear anything. We, we don't That's report true. on them, but <laughs> I will report all the ones we've seen are left. We'll report fake. all the ones we know are fake. They are all fake <laughs> that we've seen. Interesting. Skyrim yeah. Fantasy asks a really good question in chat of uh, how many years do they th- is too long before they lose their fan base? Uh, and I, I think that. that's not a I think one of the biggest things is that's not really an issue because of a Elder Scrolls Online providing content for people that just want to experience the Elder Scrolls universe. And I don't think there's any correlation. I know people are like, oh, they're not going to release TS6 because Elder Scrolls Online is here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think that has any basis on this. They're two separate companies and they both want to make money. They're going to release a game if they think that they're going to make money off the game. But I don't think, I think the diehard Elder Scrolls fans will play Blades. They'll play online. They'll replay Skyrim for the 18,000th time. Like, I don't, they'll, I think they'll gain more new players than they would lose over the fan base over any period of time if they released. Other than like, they went with like a Half-Life 3 never coming out situation. Like, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's plenty of more casual fans too that are just gonna okay, you know, they played Skyrim, they can put it away for a while and play other games, and yeah. then you know, then it's when they not hear like, Elder Scrolls Six, I I can't imagine a world where that doesn't bring people running. Yeah, that's gonna be it'll be like the the Pokemon Go of remember remember when the world was great and Pokemon Go was released and everybody yes. you knew <laughs> was playing it and everybody was so happy you were getting together with like complete strangers and like high fiving after you t- did stuff and like. That was early 2016, right? And then everything the seemed to just went like after that. In the Fire Nation attacks. Yeah, but <laughs> basically. Um, so yeah, basically all we know right now about Elder Scrolls 6, it, is exi- it exists in some form. Uh, Shirley Curry is going to be in it. We know that for sure. It is sure. in a biome that's a little bit dry. We don't actually realistically know that, do we? We we saw that trailer. They said that they said that they carefully chose the place shown. Sure, or at least I've heard that said. They said they also were that's talking such a little a bit about non-answer like, though. Well, that's true. I think also in the video they were talking about um, like taking pictures of like rocks and yes. like stuff like that. But we know, and, like we know that some of the elements of the game may take place in that like realistically we oh, have that's some... what i meant oh, i right. didn't mean it's the only possible setting i yeah. meant 
there will be a dry biome. There will it. be at least a dry bio- biome there. We don't know for sure that the game will be based in that. We we can make assumptions. We right. go back and watch right. some of our past episodes where we dive into what our theories are and what the most realistic answers of what things are. But um, other than that... Was Shirley Curry in that very first release video? Uh, or was that the, later? She was no, that, the, was in, that was at PAX East... Um, last year they had the okay. 25 years of elder scrolls um they had like a video that they played and stuff and right that's when they yeah had the pictures of like the rocks and yeah. they also mentioned that she'll be an npc and they showed her like you know doing the motion, the motion cap stuff. stuff yeah so we have like 30 seconds of content from 2018 and a handful of minutes from 2019 and that is the extent of elder Scrolls 6 information exactly yeah and i guess the so only other weird. thing i can think of is uh Jeremy Saul said he wasn't asked to do it yet, but that doesn't mean anything because, uh, one, it's so far out that I'm sure they're not as far as the soundtrack yet, and yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if, you know, that would mean anything anyway. I mean, they've been using other composers lately, so who knows? Yeah, sorry, just for chats. Uh, Shirley Curry is Skyrim Grandma, for anybody who doesn't know who Shirley Curry oh, is. Yeah. She's Skyrim Grandma. If you don't know, she's so sweet. She's if you don't best. know who Skyrim Grandma is, definitely YouTube yeah, it. Go Google, mm-hmm. Google Skyrim Grandma. You'll find a ton. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of our other point of having this kind of topic was just to talk about like stop posting leaks and mm-hmm. all these things. They're not true. I can guarantee yeah. you anything that are in there. They may have cool ideas, and if you want to look at them from that perspective, that's I would say completely fine. If you want to look at them like, hey, they're talking about you're going to be a sword singer in this game. That's a cool idea to think about. Don't take those leaks, though, as though... Like, this is part of the problem when we talk about building expectations and these leaks and stuff come out. So Mm -hmm. they leak these things, (laughs) and then if they're not real, people get mad that they're not real because now they've built up this, what they believe this game will be. It's going to be the next coming of video games will revolutionize everything because this leak said so, but that may never have been true. Yeah, so just keep in mind that the things we actually know about it can basically be counted on one hand. Yeah. yeah. Actually, they can be. We know Shirley Curry's in it. We know there's a dry biome. There was a video release. They took pictures of rocks. And they took pictures of rocks. Well, we also know that you uh, form a party with past Elder Scrolls protagonists. Uh, <laughs> you, you recruit the Nerevarine. Yeah. Uh, and you have to import Joe your Borath. save from all of those games <laughs> uh the dragonborn yeah, yeah it, that's gonna be the big twist you have to import your games you're like you're saving your uh save files right yeah and if you haven't been you have to replay all of those games again yeah and yeah. beat them the technology would be ridiculous but it'd be so cool if they did that yeah, and there's a giant showdown in uh the adamantine tower against the thelmore uh you actually have to stop uh in the end you ha- you travel back in time and you have to stop Lorcan from dying in the first place yeah and then if it, you don't do it the right way and you make the wrong choice you actually have to go through each individual game starting with arena and play through them again to try to rebuild your save files because it's deleted them all <laughs> it is iron man mode yeah oh and wait were we not supposed enabled, to tell everybody guaranteed. that with all of our inside uh bethesda knowledge oops <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, Todd. Unfortunately, Shadow Key Todd. still won't be counted. Yeah, it's not all canon. copies of Shadow Key that ever connected to the internet will be deleted. Unfortunately, they're just erasing Shadow Key entirely. <laughs> Ouch. 
Yeah. Anyways, I think that's all we really have to talk about about the Elder Scrolls Six. All the leaks are wrong. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. it's probably going to be a few years. It's going to be a while before we know anything more about it. Um, we'll probably talk about Starfield whenever we hear about it because we won't be able to help ourselves if right? that ever happens. Yeah. Um, that's not going to stop the clickbait titles on YouTube either. You're going to see so no. much new news about it, but just try to look at it you, with a grain of salt every single time. YouTube isn't one of our subscribers. They're not hearing this sage advice. YouTube is, <laughs> the, YouTube, the YouTubes. Um, maybe I should make the title for this episode of the podcast super clickbaity. Yes. Yeah. Might as well. Is Elder Scrolls, is TES 6 ever coming out? That's the title for this episode. <laughs> I thought I thought my title was actually really elegant. Let me see the title. I didn't actually look at it yet. Um, if patience is the key, then I am a broken window. <laughs> That's true. I like it. But it's not clickbaity enough. It's too good of a title. Like, it's a, it's a yeah, reasonable title. Yeah, we can't have quality. Title. Yeah, we can't have quality here. What is... <laughs> Just a picture of someone going, and then with a, is Elder Scrolls 6 ever coming out? I like it. Awesome. Well, I think that probably wraps us up for tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Thank you everybody who stopped by and listened live. As a reminder for anybody who is listening, make sure you check us out on twitch.tv slash UESP if you ever get the chance. Uh, if you we're not streaming the podcast, you can often find us doing some different content. You'll find me maybe next week just streaming the crap out of Blades on Switch um, if it's actually entertaining to watch. Because um, I think just streaming doing jobs isn't that entertaining. But if you can watch me doing jobs while flailing around wildly, I think that's a pretty good show. So, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um, and besides that, make sure you check us out on Discord, discord.gg slash UESP, or search UESP wherever you find the social media content of your liking, and you will probably find us there. Um, so on behalf of Alara Lost, AKB, and the rest of the UESP staff, we want to thank you all for joining us, and we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in Nern. Bye, everybody. Good night. Except for that one link you saw, that one's real. That one's the real one. <laughs> <laughs>